0: Hey guys, I'm Valerie.
1: And I'm Jasmine. Welcome to our second episode of Crafts, Drafts, and Crime.
0: We have decided that our first season is going to be eight episodes, and our intention is to make every season about that length, but um, that's completely subject to change.
1: Yeah, uh, thanks for liking and listening um, to our first episode. Thanks for, like, working with us through all of our technical difficulties we will get better with time Maybe Um, (laughs) right and uh, if you guys haven't uh, already taken a look at our instagram page um, we posted some of the pics um on that and remember it's at crafts drafts and crime i think it was we posted charizard um home girl with the meth mouth um <laughs> there's a
0: picture of logan there's a picture of logan yeah. and justin and then of course you also get the smoky bear and the drug dog in there yeah
1: yeah yeah so make sure you take a look at that so you can see what i thought of her
0: <laughs> and see if you agree <laughs> see if you notice the meth mouth <laughs> <laughs> so today um unfortunately i actually have another case of a small child Um, And we are going to be talking about Relia Wilson. Okay, so
1: I've never heard of this case. So once again, um, I'll be going through this experience with you guys for the first time too. So hopefully we can can make it through this one. Last one was a little tough and, uh, you know, Valerie, take it easy on us.
0: (laughs) I know. Fortunately, I don't have 14 pages worth of information this time, too. So if anybody is just on their way to work, you might be able to get it through. <laughs> I'm gonna This time, I'm going to tell you my sources first, so I don't forget. Um, I got all my information from the New York Times, Center for Advanced Studies in Child Welfare, The Charlie Project, Miami Herald, and Jacksonville.com. Okay. All right. Are you ready to hear about Rilia Wilson? I am not, but let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So she was born September 29th of 1996. So okay. she's actually only a couple of years younger than me. She would be, I should say. Yes. Yeah, uh, well, like- she might be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was born to Gloria Wilson. Um, her father is a strange, and we're not going to talk about him at all in this episode. Mm-hmm. So Rilia really was named as an acronym to mean, remember, I love you always. Oh, that's so sweet. I know, and you know, I thought the name was kind of nice when I heard it, and different, yeah. and then when I heard that, I was like, oh, stop. Oh, um,
1: do- well, I wish I would have put that much thought into Ollie's name.
0: How dare you just pick like a good name. So, um, she had two siblings, Brandy and Rodrika. Um, Gloria, her mother, was a cocaine addict, and she had to relinquish her parental rights in early 2000. So, at this time, um, really is about four years old okay. uh, prior to this there is a couple from glorious church who had taken the oldest brandy into custody by glorious wishes so it's okay. just the two younger girls who are going to be going into um foster care uh dcf is the name of the place um department of children and, F- and family something like this in florida we're in uh, miami florida by the way
1: oh, okay yeah you know
0: <laughs> Go, going you there. to your
1: florida roots yep yeah. <laughs>
0: So, DCF placed the two youngest, Aurelia and Rodericka, into the care of their godmother, Geraldine Graham. Okay. And they weren't, she wasn't technically their godmother. There's actually a little bit of confusion about her actual relation to the girls, but Gloria referred to her as their godmother. So, we're gonna stick with that.
1: Was she, like, their mom's, like, best friend or something? No. (laughs) (laughs) okay well then (laughs) yeah
0: yeah the relationship's very strange um
1: okay
0: yeah we're just gonna go (laughs) godmother she actually claims at one point in time that she's their grandmother but she is not
1: Hmm. and you'll you'll
0: see why later it'll all make sense a little later
1: i have an open mind (laughs) (laughs)
0: So according to DCF guidelines, a caseworker is required to visit children and their families at home monthly, so long as the child has not been legally adopted. So I had mentioned in our last episode that I thought the ratio for caseworkers was 18 to 1, and I was definitely wrong, and you were correct, it was 15 to 1, which is just (laughs) an absurd number. Well, according to the Child Welfare League of America, that's, like, supposed to be the limit, not just the average, and caseworkers in Florida at the time would oversee an average of 26 kids at a time. Holy shit. That is, I mean, that's almost twice as many.
1: So, did you ever see the, um, Gabriel Fernandez doc on, um, Netflix? I did not. So, I feel like that's kind of, like, the case, um with him, like, these social workers, like, they have all these freaking kids, and then, like, unfortunately, in
0: his situation, he just, like, fell through the cracks, and, Um, yeah, I feel like like this is going to be an issue that we talk about a lot on this this podcast, I mean,
1: yeah, it's like, you are setting up these social workers for failure, and these kids, because they can only
0: do so much, and, right, exactly, and I know sometimes it's going to work out okay for people, but there's enough times that it's not, Um, so it shouldn't be too surprising when I tell you that her caseworker, Deborah Muskelly, had been filing false reports claiming to make these monthly visits.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly like, I'm going to keep going back to this because that was the same thing in that documentary that caseworker kept filing false, um, false or things, whatever they're called. And, um, I also see a Law & Order SVU special, or not a special, but an episode, and the social workers were doing the same thing. Like, there was, like, yeah. some of them that, they were overworked, of course, and they kept filing false um, notes and stuff, and then they finally caught them, and it was bad news. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's bad news for everybody in this story, too. So, in April 2002, a different caseworker got assigned to Rillian, Rodriguez. And she's the first person to visit the Grahams household in over a year. Wow. Yeah. So Deborah had been um, writing those false reports for a very long time. And you can imagine her shock when Geraldine tells her that really, I haven't been there in 15 months. Okay. January of the previous year. And so Gerilyn's story is that she thought that the agency had really she said that um, she was having behavior issues so on january 18th of 2001 a woman with a caribbean accent claimed to be a dcf worker and she came to pick her up for an evaluation and about a month later someone else came to pick up some of really his belongings since the alleged visit in february 2001 that was the last person who had been to the household what? and so yeah tell me how you feel about that i tried actually looking it up on um the dcf website about if you have to do an evaluation for a child or anything like mm-hmm. that like is there a lot of paperwork involved and yeah. the answer, is yes like you don't just take a kid and then not bring them back
1: yeah don't like i was gonna say don't dcfs workers because they have like a badge or something that they should be carrying around with them to show like I, like, if somebody just fucking randomly showed up at my door for my kid, even though that's not her kid, but still somebody who I'm responsible for, that's a minor, and it's like, yeah, I'm with, uh, DSFS, whatever it's called, um, I'm here to take her for an evaluation, blah, 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 like, can you show me some identity, like, what the fuck?
0: where's the paperwork for the evaluation, Like, you don't just randomly take kids and...
1: Yeah, and with, like, Miami being such a, like, heavily populated area, like, the fucking a lot of sex trafficking going on and mm-hmm. I, i'm wary of everybody like no right. I, as
0: should be yeah no yeah so that's her story um so geraldine <laughs> so geraldine's i'm gonna say lover or sister or friend oh, just this <laughs> off. i this is not a joke um, there are competing ideas about their relation. I've read several articles where she calls her her sister, but there is no blood relation between the two. Um, they're about 15 years apart. So some people said that they're just friends. And then there's some articles that say that they're lovers. So I'm going to go with lover. Yeah. yeah. Just okay. based on the relationship, I think it's weird that you would help somebody with the care of a child and live with, with them as a friend I don't know I could be wrong but we're just gonna her name's Pamela <laughs> okay so they live together she's assisting in the caretaking and she was like agreeable about what had happened okay so none of this stopped Jerilyn from reaping the benefits for Aurelia though so, to receive financial assistance from DCF, there's an interview process. After Rilia had been taken away, quote unquote, Geraldine still claimed to need these benefits, never indicating that Rilia was no longer under her care. Um, so, Mary Rosado, she's the one who approves financial assistance for DCF in the state of Florida, um, says that Geraldine showed up for her interviews with only Rodriguez, saying, and I quote, it's too hard to handle two babies. What? But she doesn't even have really at this exactly. time. We're talking about this 15 month span. So she's going and continuing to get these financial assistance checks and food this, stamps and all of the benefits that they have access to.
1: That is ridiculous. Like I can't even and like this is like a horror story. You hear these people who take in these kids just to get these fucking like benefits from the government. Right. And they don't give a fuck about what happens to these children like and that's yeah, exactly I, what's happening here. now i'm like not but be- i'm definitely didn't believe that that was a dcfs worker now i'm really not believing that's who she says it was that came to get her for the evaluation quote unquote it sounds
0: less and less likely the further i get into this I know. And she defends all of that, all the assistance that she had been getting by saying that she actually reported to DCS that she was receiving checks for Rilia still in error. And they told her to keep them because it's a complicated process to change Rilia out of her name. Which, even if we considered that as an option because literally they're overworked. So they're like, you know what, just fucking keep it and I'll work it out for next month. But for yeah. fifteen months. So first of all, there's no way she reported it. Also, they no. Have no record of reporting it.
1: Definitely not. Like I get it. Like you said, like maybe for like the next month. Okay, whatever, whatever. But you're telling me the people who work for the government are just going to give you free fucking money for fourteen months, especially yeah. when we already know that they don't have proper funding. Exactly. No. What the fuck? They like I. Yeah, no, no. It, yeah, no.
0: Mm-mm. Well, this isn't going to be very surprising to you either. She had actually previously been sued by 12 different creditors, and she has several, like, personal injury compensation lawsuits. Holy shit. So <laughs> she's one of those people who, you know, slips in a restaurant on purpose. Yeah, and she's so- a scammer.
1: She's, she's a, a scammer.
0: scammer. And she's clearly working the system. I mean, it's not like it happened once. I'm um, several and 12 predators. So clearly, I mean, clearly she's been in this for the money.
1: So, <laughs> did you ever? I don't know if you probably, you probably never seen the movie, but uh, did you ever see Friday?
0: Yeah, of course I've seen Friday.
1: <laughs> Remember when um, Ezel, the dude was mopping in the store and then Ezel, he like pretends to fall. He's like, oh, my mm-hmm. neck, my back, my neck and my
0: back i can just think of her doing that <laughs> that's exactly what she was probably doing oh my gosh <laughs> actually on that note too i just want to um point out so i remember that so you know how mcdonald's has on their coffee cups um like the caution hot hot yeah like liquid i don't know what it says <laughs> um, so I remember when that had first happened, everybody had made a joke about the lady who like got that coffee and she was like surprised that it was hot coffee and it burned her. And so she sued them, but she actually got like third degree burns. Yes. I remember <laughs> that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that. And I was like, Oh my God, just cause of the way that they presented that. So I hope that somebody listening today did not know that and you can look it up and I mean she got fucked up I mean she yeah they I think I'm trying to remember if like when she was backing out she spilled a little bit or something like that but so they did the temperature of how all the coffee is and it's like way hotter I mean it literally seared off a bunch of her skin
1: holy shit I didn't know I just knew that some lady drank the coffee even though it said it was hot and then
0: complained that it was too hot and then she won a settlement. <laughs> so that's all I knew. That's ready exactly ready why she won the settlement. Go look up those pictures later. It is yeah. insane. I had to have like a 30-minute documentary on something that I had watched about it and it was just mind-blowing. <laughs> I was, because just the way that they presented it was very, but I don't think that that's the case with Geraldine <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> I don't think it was anything legitimate. Maybe one of the times. But so all of this behavior is kind of weird, and she actually had had a car accident a couple months before she became a guardian for the girls, and she had been diagnosed with organic personality disorder, which I had to look up because I had never heard of that, and it's a very broad disorder. Do you know anything about that? No,
1: um, just regular personality disorder, but nothing else.
0: I know. And well, apparently it includes just like a deficit in cognitive function and like general psychosis. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and there's a lot of different
1: links. Real quick. I decided to look up this uh, McDonald's lady. Can you, can we just like forewarn you people when you look up woman who got burned by McDonald's coffee on Google and go to images, there's really not nice images of where she got burnt, <laughs> because it <laughs> spilled on her lap right
0: oh i didn't mention that yeah it's like yeah
1: so it's <laughs> it's pictures of her lap
0: it, it's <laughs> bad though isn't it
1: it is disgusting <laughs> but now what? it makes sense why she want why she won a settlement yeah girl, you deserved it, I don't even, I'm, I'm erasing my history, because this is just, yeah, I can't, all right, I, it's gone, okay, on hey, to the next, you know what?
0: good for you, that's kind of a lot, that's very important for what's going on right now, it's very important to be able to learn new information, and then change your opinion,
1: so good <laughs> on you,
0: you changed your opinion about the McDonald's lady today, <laughs> I feel like my job is done.
1: It (laughs) is, it is. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no. No, you're good. Warning everybody that that was sick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so moving on. I tried looking into the guidelines for DCF about guardians, and if they have different limitations based on, like, behavioral issues that they have, Um, and let me tell you something. You can read statutes from the DCF, website like for probably there's so much information um and I got in a little bit of a spiral and I really couldn't find anything they have a lot of different distinctions of acceptable like guardianship but nothing Mm -hmm. that specifies anything about their health like what do you like I feel like you know just because somebody has a personality disorder doesn't mean that they're not a suitable parent or guardian but I was just wondering if there were any stipulations. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I feel like if it's um, maintained, like their disability or whatever is just like maintained, um, it's like I feel like they should be fine. Like, I don't know, just with I, anybody. So, too. Yeah, I feel like she would, if, as long as yeah. you're seeking, like you're following your guidelines by your doctor, taking the appropriate medications, if uh going to your sessions or whatever, your appointments, just keeping up with everything, I feel like you should be able to
0: um, be a guardian for somebody and- Yeah. Do you think that it's appropriate that DCF has access that information that they should be able to like be able to do a behavioral assessment on guardians absolutely absolutely so too but again not to be completely restrictive like i don't think it's fair that because somebody's bipolar for example that they can't be a guardian
1: yeah i feel like dcfs should definitely or whoever does the placement should definitely have they should know this information um they should be able to see that if somebody's um following up with their appointments and if they're not then they're really not taking care of themselves so what would make them think they would take care of another person or a child
0: that's a good point yeah well yeah okay i like that so i also want to mention that at this time um rodrika she is have like a lot of de- developmental issues and she also had um, some untreated health issues. For example, she had some kind of like infection near her eye and she had not been being properly taken care of by, I mean, that's not surprising, I know, but by Geraldine and Pamela. And also I read that it's kind of the responsibility of the DCF caseworker also to ensure that they're getting that medical care.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, like they should, I feel like, maybe these guardians should be should be enforced to maybe um show them proof that they're taking these kids to their proper appointments yearly checkups physicals the dentist everything that they need they should provide proof to dcfs workers about that i feel like that's something that should be done across the board
0: right i agree and it you know it's just it's unfortunate obviously Rodericka's fate was better than really is yeah it's so unfortunate that she had to have that struggle growing up yeah it so this it was just a bad placement but again it was on her mother's wishes yeah which
1: which is crazy like I get it I totally get it but at the same time
0: I know <sighs> well so at this point in time that this caseworker discovers that really is not there um, and they discover all of the money that, and benefits that uh, Geraldine and Pamela have been getting, they actually are able to arrest them based on fraud charges. They had collectively stolen over $14,000 worth of food stamps and miscellaneous benefits since Relia had disappeared. Sweet. Isn't that an insane amount of money? It is.
1: That's That's crazy. But what's even crazier is that they're not even, like... There's so many more people that do that, that just scam this,
0: that and I it's know. so bad. Because at least, hopefully, they're also taking care of the child in most of these situations.
1: Yeah, hopefully, but um, hopefully. yeah, you know,
0: people do stupid things, and yeah, with the yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And she definitely <laughs> thought she was going to get away with it. Um, I mean, she's just she's done other shady things in the past that I haven't yet mentioned. Um, and police actually discovered that she has over 40 aliases damn she has multiple social security cards and several driver's license so when i said earlier that we can't really like determine what her true identity is that's why they're not even positive which one of those people she actually is yeah
1: that's yeah that's fucking crazy. i didn't
0: know that was possible <laughs> i thought it was some movie stuff that was <laughs> mind-blowing me.
1: what's that movie um identity thief is that the one <laughs> yeah yeah i fucking love that movie but it's yeah no, the, that's a lot of fucking aliases
0: but i mean hey i guess if you're a scammer you're a scammer and you're gonna do it to the end <laughs> i mean she got away with it for a long time yeah so after geraldine and pamela got arrested the police began working on like what the girls roles are in really disappearance Pamela says she has no involvement in her disappearance, um, but she does make a plea to testify in court about Gerald's abuse of the girl. In court, Pamela testifies that Geraldine would lock Rilia in a small laundry room in a dog cage and would tie Rilia to the bed so that she couldn't get up during the night. That's, that's, just that's, up. that's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked up. So Jerilyn denies this, and she says Pamela only, like, said all that so that she can get a shorter sentence, which, I mean, could be true, but that's a very specific thing to make up. Well, Pamela ends up with two counts of child abuse and neglect, which results in one year in prison and five years probation. So that's Pamela. Okay. So um, Robin, who's a cellmate of Jerilyn's, claimed that Jerilyn told her really was evil. So she smothered her with a pillow and ditched her in a waterway. Now, here's the thing about what Robin says. She said she would testify if they agreed to lower her armed robbery sentence. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. So she won't testify. Eventually, they come to an agreement and they do, and they lower her sentence from life to 10 years, which is an insane lowering of a (laughs) sentence. But that also, I mean, the thing about that is that it makes her testimony just so much less legitimate to me. Exactly. I was just going to tell you, like, I hate the fact that you can legally
1: do that. Like, oh, yeah, I've got a little bit of information on some random shit. I'll give it to you if you lower my sentence. And if it fucking pans out, then, yeah, here I go from having life to 10 years. Like, what the hell? I I, I don't like that.
0: I know. I don't like it either. And I know sometimes it leads to answers in cases, but this, it really doesn't. No, yeah. I mean, because we still don't know where really it is. So, moving forward, on February 12th of 2013, Gerilyn was sentenced to 55 years for kidnapping and child abuse. So, they tried to convict her of murder, but it was declared a mistrial because the jury was 11 to 1 of her being guilty. Oh, wow. So, one person had reasonable doubt, which I understand.
1: I was going to say, so, did you say they did have a body or they didn't?
0: No, they're, no, really? It has to this day they never try- been found out? And they what?
1: They were still trying for that, for a murder? They
0: still were, because of all of the um, allegations of neglect and because of that testimony about her telling her cellmate. Okay, 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 I see. And, I mean, but it didn't work. Yeah. But here's the thing is that she got 55 years and she was already, and I can't remember if she was in her late 50s or in her 60s, so she's going to die in prison. Which, good. Which, I good riddance, I know. They should um, put her dog ball cage up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See how she likes the tire to the walls or to the crate part of it. I don't know what you call it. Right. Um, I know. I should also mention that Deborah, who is that caseworker, quit immediately. She got five years of probation because of official misconduct in her job.
1: <sighs> it's it's a tricky situation because, like, on one hand, I'm like, no, fuck that. She should have gotten some jail time too. But then on the other side, I'm like, they
0: were bombarded with cases and, but still, it's not like that. I know. I I agree with what happened with her. I think that that's an appropriate punishment because she didn't have any direct involvement. Okay. But she did enable it for that long. And we know that that time period is so crucial. Okay. Okay. So as a first step in improving the system, DCF created the Rilia-Wilson Act, and it aims to, and I quote, protect foster children and to ensure that every state has a procedure in place to promptly report their disappearances, which, I mean, when you look at that plainly, it seems like a very obvious thing, but evidently it's not. And I actually have a copy of the act here, and there's different requirements, and I mean, I hope that this has led to help for some child. And it says in here, I'm going to quote something in this act directly. If a child covered by this act is absent, the program shall report any unexcused absence or seven excused absences to the department or the community-based care legacy act. By the end of the business day, followed the unexcused absence or seventh consecutive excused absence. That was a lot of the word absence. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it was hard to spit out a little bit, but that's talking about in terms of um, education and childcare programs and stuff like that. So it's that it makes more people responsible for where the child is at, which I think is a good thing. Um, that is a
1: good thing for sure.
0: Yes. And but I think that's person- part of the reason that this was even um came to place is because uh Jeb Bush who was running for I think he was reelecting trying to reelect for governor at the time got a lot of shit because of how broken the system was good
1: it, it's sad that shit like this has to happen for things like that to go in effect and
0: i hate that but right <sighs> yeah well and that's what I was that uh, because it's not not obvious to that there's foul play involved. Um, And, you know, there's a lot. I mean, do you have any other theories other than Gloria may have harmed her? Do you think it's possible that somebody came and picked her up and Gloria just didn't question it?
1: No, I feel I'm a conspiracy theorist, clearly, but I really felt like she got... So, like, with them living in Miami, like, all I can think about is, like, the islands around them. Like, the, there's a shit ton of sex trafficking. Like, it's so easy for them to just take her, fucking go to Haiti or the Dominican Republic or Cuba, South America, anywhere. And I feel like maybe she got in contact with some sketchy people and sold her. What's not to say mm-hmm. that she sold her to that person they might have exchanged some money for her. Obviously, they probably did. But, um, yeah, I feel, unfortunately, that's where my mind goes. Just okay. thinking of child and sex trafficking. And in Miami, it's a lot. It's
0: a lot. And well, especially like with Geraldine being such a scammer, if she was able to get any kind of money in exchange for Rillia, which exactly. is terrible. It's so yeah. terrible. But I wonder why her and not Rodericka you know that's true so how old was rodriga again she was uh i think she was just a couple i think she was about a year older than her i'm not positive they were not far apart in age yeah that's a good question um it's like the same thing we like we talked about in the logan tucker case like why logan that's i feel here (laughs) why really yeah definitely and we'll never have a clear answer on that yeah,
1: because I, I I did look it up just now, and I know it says she was approximately four years old when she disappeared.
0: Um, right. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I, yeah. I know. Well, so that is the very sad case of Rilia Wilson, um, which fortunately did result in an act that hopefully is helping children in these bad circumstances today.
1: Yeah. Um. So, with these missing persons cases, so are they, like, when you look up the cases, do they still, like, do they have them in, like, the Jane Doe thing? Like, do they try to run, like, bones through, like, Otis and stuff for each and every one of these kids, or?
0: So, because the ones that I've chosen so far haven't been found, they're not on the Jane Doe network, but they are, uh, or the Doe network is what that's called, um. They are all on the Charlie Project. And the Charlie Project is a website that I've really grown to like. Um, it tells you about missing persons of all age okay. and all race okay. and from different countries. And you can actually look it up in area too. There it tells you any information about their appearance, um, their height and weight and age at the left. And it tells you to also to the date how long they've been missing. Yeah, and then there's also the National Center for Exploited Children, Exploited and Shit, Exploited Children. What is that called?
1: I'm the, missing the word. Exploited. Uh, what is it? I, saw, I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> well, the National Center for Exploited and Something Children. Um, exploited and Missing Children. Okay. National exploited Center missing for children. Missing
1: and Exploited Children. Yes. Missing
0: and Exploited Children. Okay, that took like a long time to get out. Um, <laughs> they also do something that I think is really great because a lot of attention comes to these cases on their anniversaries. And so they have a section at the bottom where you can actually look at people who went missing this day X amount of years ago and it'll show you. Yeah. So it'll show you if you click on that, it'll be like, this person went missing two years ago. This person went missing 10 years ago. And so I think I'm also going to take a look at some of those, um, I've looked at it before just in like fascination and you can also look at specific areas with that too. So like if we wanted to do something that was strictly North Carolina, you can easily go on that website and do that. Or better yet, if you wanted to go and look at cases in North Carolina and see if you recognize any of those people. yeah. And a um, lot of these, they have multiple pictures. Mm -hmm. They have multiple pictures and a lot of them also have age progression pictures, which is true for the Charlie Project as well.
1: Okay, okay, so that's
0: actually where the basis of all of my research has started for these missing persons cases, Jeez. and then from there, I look up more information and it is just baffling how many people are on these websites, um but there's a lot of good information it's It's an interesting thing to look at
1: yeah, I'm on uh the Charlie project now, just trying to look up just random ones, trying to navigate the the website it's It's crazy. All these people. Mm-hmm.
0: It definitely is. So, and the thing I like about that, like I said, is that it's all ages. Yeah. That's so good. that's just the missing persons. So it's, Holy, you know. hold,
1: on. hold on. Sorry, hold on. So I pulled up the Florida one. The geo so I went to the geographical cases on the Charlie Project Network and pulled up Florida. There are so many names on here. It is ridiculous. There has to at least I'm gonna guess, like, three to four hundred names on here. It's a
0: shit ton. hmm And keep in mind, these are just reported ones. What the hell? This doesn't even include your Jane and John Doe's. This is crazy. It is. It is absolutely absurd. What the... Okay. All right. Well. I know. And like I said in our first episode, we're going to talk about a couple cases that, you know, you guys have heard of and that we just can't stop talking about. But I also want to talk about cases like Rilia and like Logan, where they're cases that you can look into, but it's not because you've heard their name a thousand times. Because, yeah, those deserve the title and I don't have people to meet them. Yeah. Well, I think that that's all that we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed our second episode. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, tuning in and
1: listening to us. Uh, we appreciate
0: it. Um, Yeah. We are just mystified about how many people listened in the first night (laughs) that we posted our first episode. I mean, it's like seven people. And I know that in the scheme of things, that's like nothing, but for, you know, two girls who are just telling our friends about a podcast it's pretty amazing it is it's so dope um yeah
1: i i'm so glad that we decided to do this because it's it's really fun and it's really like a passion i don't know i just fucking i just love talking about this stuff i mean i do but i don't but still (laughs) i know
0: exactly what you mean (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for listening and we hope you keep enjoying it. (laughs) Bye. Tell your friends. (laughs) Yeah, tell everybody. Tell everybody. (laughs) Bye.